If you get my daily email, then you already know that this week's messages involve me going head-to-head with ChatGPT on the topic of creating a positive organizational culture. What I didn't have space to discuss in the emails is how we can use the framework of the six dimensions of organizations to help provide a more coherent understanding of organizational culture. So today's five for Friday will be substantially different from the week's emails and will give you some important things to think about whether you're a daily email reader or not. Hello colleagues and welcome to the Assistant Principal Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Frederick Buskey. We are all on a leadership journey. Every day we have a chance to grow. Every day we have a chance to help others grow. My goal and the goal of this podcast is to help you grow into being a strategic leader, a leader who puts people before purpose, who solves problems instead of treating symptoms, and who understands the difference between progress and action. Through this podcast, my daily email and virtual programs, I'm working to build a network of inspired and inspiring school leaders. Let's get started on today's adventure and this unique opportunity to learn to live and lead better. Today's episode of Five for Friday recaps the strategic leadership emails for the week of April 24th through 28th, 2023. Last week, I typed this query into ChatGPT. How can a leader create a positive organizational culture? And I got this kind of hodgepodge of six answers that sound good, but in their totality have some problems. So ChatGPT said we needed to do these six things in order to create a more positive organizational culture. First, communicate clear values and vision. Second, encourage open communication. Third, foster a sense of community. Fourth, recognize and reward good work. Fifth, provide opportunities for growth and development. And sixth, lead by example. So all of these are good things. They're all important things. But one of the aspects of organizational culture that I've always struggled with is trying to understand it. When we talk about culture, it just feels like such a squishy thing. And we we look at those six recommendations from ChatGPT, they all sound good, but how do they fit together? What's the relationship between these things? So again, in the daily emails, I actually took each one of these and just talked about where I thought ChatGPT got it right and where I thought it got it wrong. But what I thought I'd do today in Pfeiffer Friday is actually describe the framework that I use for helping me to understand what organizational culture is and how we can create a better organizational culture in a way that is specific and intentional and not just kind of a collection of different things. So that takes us to the six dimensions of organizations. And I can't believe that I've not done a podcast show devoted fully to the six dimensions, but you know, we've been talking to lots of great people recently, so we can't get too bent out of shape. So the six dimensions is a model I came up with couple years ago, I guess when I first started my business, because when we think about organizations, they're so incredibly complex. And if you look at organizational theory, there are so many different explanations for what organizations are. 
And of course, you know, from working with me or listening to me, that my philosophy is that if we can make things simple, it's much easier to act on them. And even though making things simple makes them a little bit less accurate, that simplicity is what allows us to take action. And so I decided to create a very simple model of what is an organization. And the organization has six dimensions. The four primary dimensions are people, purpose, structures, and resources. And all of those things work together. And so if the people and the purpose and the structures and resources are all working together and all support each other, then we have an organization that we would say is in alignment. So in an aligned organization, the purpose is clear. The people have the skills, knowledge, dispositions to work towards that purpose. The structures, that is the physical structures, but also the, the legible, the rules and policies, all make it easier for people to do their work. And then the resources are allocated in a way that, again, helps people focus on the most important, most purposeful work in the organization. So that's an aligned organization, which unfortunately doesn't really exist, right? Almost all organizations have at least some degree of misalignment. And the greater the misalignment, the more challenging it becomes for people to actually do their meaningful work. Now, misalignment can occur in any of the areas. So we could have a purpose that is unclear, or we could have an unstated purpose that is actually more important than the stated purpose. And that creates confusion for people. People may not have the skills or the knowledge to do the work that we're asking them to do. Our physical spaces may be designed in a way that doesn't make sense, or we may have policies that actually make it harder for people to manage their work and, and to do the things that are important. And finally, we can have resources that are misallocated. Maybe we're putting a whole bunch of money into office furniture while there are people that have critical systems or software that needs to be upgraded that they don't have access to. So. In each of these dimensions, the purpose, the people, the structures, and the resources, we can have alignment or we can have misalignment. And that brings us to the two other dimensions. The first is external forces. And so external forces are things that are outside the organization and largely beyond its control. I work a lot with schools. So when we think about the external forces on schools, we know we have federal mandates, we have state mandates, and then we also have this whole political, social upheaval right now. And all those things are really beyond the organization, beyond the school, but they all have really big impacts on what happens in schools. And then the sixth dimension is the internal forces. And the internal forces are the result of the interplay between people, purpose, structures, and resources. And so when you have an aligned organization, those internal forces are smooth and even and positive. And when you have a misaligned organization, all those internal forces are kind of fractured and chaotic and stressful. And so another way to think about these internal forces is that that is what organizational culture is. In other words, the culture of the organization is dictated by the degree of alignment between the people, the purpose, the structures, and the resources. Now, of course, this is a big 
oversimplification of what culture is, but I love it because it actually makes sense to me. It makes it actionable that as a leader, if I want to improve my culture, it's really simple what I need to think about. And that is looking at how my organization is aligned or misaligned. If people are stressed, if we're struggling to fulfill our purpose, and I think that's a culture issue, then what I need to do is to make sure that all of our systems, our resources, purpose is clear, and that everything is aligned to help people do the work that we're wanting them to do. And so in essence, my job as a leader is to use change processes to create an aligned organization. And in doing that, I create a positive organizational culture. So I opened this podcast with the six main points that ChatGPT said we needed to do to create positive organizational culture. And those were communicate clear values and vision, encourage open communication, foster a sense of community, recognize and reward good work, provide opportunities for growth and development, and lead by example. But I want to close this podcast by giving my six recommendations based on the six dimensions of what I think we need to do to create a more positive organizational culture, or in other words, to bring better alignment to our organization. Unsurprisingly, three of my six recommendations have to do with people. And the first one, the first step towards creating a positive organizational culture is to build relationships with your people. Get to know who they are, what their motivations are, what drives them, their passions, and their aspirations. Secondly, and closely related, monitor people's health, their physical health, their mental and emotional health. Remember, if the pandemic taught us nothing else, it taught us that we cannot just turn off who we are and turn off the external challenges that we have or the health challenges that we have when we walk in the door. And so knowing how people are doing is absolutely critical to being able to care and support for them. And then finally related to people is know what direction people want to grow in. Ideally, everybody in your organization has a growth goal and you should know what that growth goal is and know why it's important to that person. And then again, how you can help help that happen because people that have relationships at work, especially with their leaders feel connected. People who are growing feel good about what they're doing and people in organizations where leaders actually care about their health become healthier and become more committed. So these three things you need to do for your people to create a positive organizational culture. In terms of your structures, the most important thing is to really think critically, especially about policies and procedures, and to look at them and see in what ways do they make it easier for people to do their work, and in what ways do they inhibit people from doing their work. And a, a really good example of that might be team time that we have when we bring our teachers together in team time. Are there structures that make that team time effective, that make it easier for people to do the kind of collaboration that we want them to do? Is it common practice 
to disrupt those meetings and take those meetings over with other things so that while we say we're wanting people to collaborate, we're actually building time for them to collaborate, but then we undermine it by doing other things and putting other duties on top of them. So really check the alignment of your policies and your procedures of the legible ones, the ones we can read about, but also the ones that are intangible. What are the habits and things that we do that may undermine some of the structures that we put in place? Number five is then over on the resource side is to limit demands on people's time and attention. If we think about the core work that people do, the core work for teachers is planning instruction, delivering instruction, and then doing the assessment in order to plan for the next round. That, that's essential. the essential work of teachers. All of the other stuff that we ask them to do is then taking time and attention away from them actually being excellent teachers. So limit the demands on time and attention. And then finally, point six, let your people drive the changes. And this takes us right back to the beginning. If we have those relationships, if we know how people want to grow and we're working to support them there, and we know where their health capacities, or their, their health indicators are, if we're doing those things, then we are going to hear from people what changes we need to make to our structures to bring better alignment. We're going to hear from our people what resources we need to bring and refocus into what areas to make it easier for them to do their work. And we're going to hear from them where the purpose becomes unclear and muddy because one of the challenges we have in schools is the impact of those external forces. So we may be all here for kids and to help kids learn and grow and become happy, but we have all these external mandates that come down and, and push their own purposes in on us. And that can create a lot of confusion for teachers. So if we're present with teachers, we have those relationships, they're going to tell us where the problems are. They're going to tell us where the misalignment is. And then we just need to be wise enough to think about how then we move things back into alignment. So six keys for creating a more positive organizational school culture. First, the first three, attend to the relationships, the health, and the growth needs of your people. Number four, check alignment of your policies and procedures to make sure that they're making it easier for people to do the work. Five, limit demands on time and attention of teachers. And finally, six, let the people drive the changes that will help you bring about a more positive school culture. I'll add one more thing as we wrap this up, and that's just a simple technique you probably have heard me talk about and that's using five-minute coaching to actually get an informal pulse check for organizational culture. And so what you can do, and this is a great time of the year to do it, late April, I guess we're into 2nd of May, is to go around informally at the end of the day and try to touch base with each of your teachers and do a simple five-minute coaching session, but just kind of tweak the questions a little bit. So what you ask is just, hey, you know, we're getting near the end of the year, trying to wrap things up and think about what, what we do next year. Tell me what's gone well this year. What has gone well this year? And then just listen. And then the second question is what have been the biggest surprises this year? And finally close with 
what are some things that we can think about doing differently next year? So if you just ask those three questions, listen, don't give any feedback. It's not about you. You're just trying to create space. Do that with each of your teachers and you will get a quick informal pulse check on how people are feeling about the year and some thoughts about how you can maybe bring alignment to create better organizational culture for next school year. So this might've been a lot. I will include on the webpage, if you go to frederickbuskey.com backslash the assistant principal podcast under materials for this episode, I'll include a eight page discussion on the six dimensions of organizations, as well as just a, a handy little one page kind of summary of things that act as barriers and facilitators in attaining organizational alignment. If there is a single thing that you could do coming out of today's show and thinking about how do you, how do you apply all this stuff? Cause it can still be as much as I've tried to simplify it, it can be a little bit overwhelming, but the one thing that you can do is just be present, be present. And when you're with teachers, when you're with staff, be fully present, not only in body, but in mind, ask questions and then listen, the less you talk, the more you learn and the more you listen and the more you listen, the more people know that you care and you value them. So just be present. It communicates value. It provides you with the opportunity to learn what people need and the opportunity to help them grow. Okay. That is this week's five for Friday rendition of the assistant principal podcast. Thank you for including me on your leadership journey. I look forward to seeing you again next Tuesday when we meet with the incredible Dr. Jackie Jacobs, one of my most important mentors in my whole life and my, my colleague and friend, Dr. Kevin O'Gorman, as we dive into the good, the bad and the ugly. I promise you a fun show and you'll get some, a great strategy to take away and help you continue to do the work of improving the culture in your organization, in your school. I'm Frederick Buskey, and thank you again for joining me on this episode of the Assistant Principal Podcast. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Cheers.